This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, I can't believe that hasn't been rebooted. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Everything gets rebooted because we don't have original ideas anymore. We just take IPs and we say, how can I squeeze a little more money out of that thing? Uh, Spider-Man, great example. There's there's no stopping the, the squeezing of money juice out of Spider-Man. But there's a bunch of other movies that were never rebooted or ever redone. They were one and done, uh, not just movies, TV shows as well, that, that didn't get a second attempt. Uh, and I think because they were done incorrectly, maybe, they should be redone. Or because there was some kernel of awesomeness in there that never got completely mined, we should give them a second shot. Someone should try remaking some of these ideas. That was the idea for this week. And also that uh, we would have a show where we don't have to watch a, a, an insanely silly, horrible movie from the 70s again. So this week it's I Can't Believe That's Not a Reboot, and let's jump into it. All right. Are we, are we doing? Are we, are we, are we doing? Or is this the thing? It's the thing. Hi. Is Wait, this thing on? What? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? All right. Let's start the show now. Damn it. Oh, so we weren't? We're, we got to start it again? I'm Eric. Yeah. I, Shit. Fuck me. This <laughs> all right. is awful. All right. This is this is all not going into the recording. So in one, two, three, we'll start for reals. How's that? Okay. One, two, three. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm Eric. Everybody. Hi. Yeah. It's the you guys it's, it's what's left of the magnificent the huge podcast. We used to start this thing with like a clap down so that we could sync the tracks. It was like, okay, one, two, three. And the moment there was that clap, we would be like on stage. And now on we it. do this thing where Brian just is recording it. And we're like, ah, uh, oh, oh, honestly, oh. honestly, I'm ready to go back to the clap down because we've been using Zoom and it's starting to be kind of a bitch. Like you want to you want to do the clap down? No, you <laughs> no. want multiple tracks. <laughs> I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. Who's got the clap? I do, I do. Good God. Welcome to the show, A. All right. That's Eric. Down. That's Brian. I'm Chris. We're the Magnum yeah. Huge Podcast. Welcome to the show if you haven't left by now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this this is not going to be one of our better ones. I can tell right now. This one is already weird. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, only by virtue that it's your idea really but I, is the only thing. Actually, actually, that's the funny thing, though. The less, the less, uh, um, the less of a chance this has of being good, the better it usually is. You know what I mean? Lowered expectations. That's what I'm shooting for. Lowered yeah. expectations. Wasn't that a mad TV sketch? Good job. It was uh, yeah. Saturday Night Live, but yeah. <laughs> I think the musical was guest was whoever played Windows Defender. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you weren't Windows here for that. We weren't Defender. recording yet. 
Uh, um, that's a super inside joke that's not funny. Good God, this is terrible. Can we get on with the fresh shit? <laughs> fresh shit! This shit is fresh! This is where we talk about things we've been watching and reading and doing and stuff. What do we got? Yeah. Are you interested yet? Are you? Are you? Uh, let's see. We'll throw a dart at the board and uh, let's go with Brian. What do you think? Brian, you want to go first? Sure. I can do this. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I uh, watched a movie uh, this this last week. It's on uh, Max. I, I still want to call it HBO Max. I'm, I'm yeah, me struggling too. Don't call with it Max. rebranding. Yeah. Call it, call it HBO. call it formerly for you know like HBO Max, like what? Well, how, what do they do with X? Because they don't call it X; they call it Twitter. You know? Yeah, yeah. The artist formerly known as Twitter. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I call it is Shitter, dick. which Let's is call X. That. Itter, you know. So it's just Shitter. But anyway, yeah. um, or or just say, yeah, I posted on ten. Did you not get that? Did you not see that? And people would be like, what? um (laughs) anyway on hbo uh no um so this is a this is a movie that we we missed in the theaters and we were waiting for it to to show up on uh on streaming and it's called dicks the musical Uh, i've Um, seen the ads come up for that but i haven't yeah dicks the musical i guess was actually like a thing that was a a two-man show or whatever by the guys that that are making the movie also uh, the 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 notion, I guess, the notion of the plot is about these um, two identical twins who were separated at birth and uh, meet each other, you know, because they're both uh, Roomba parts salesmen, um, and um, and and hilarity ensues, and their father is played by Nathan Lane, and really, it's um, it's just fucking weird, man. <laughs> um, it, it it's a full on musical, and and they're both like, these alpha males who ultimately realize how gay they are because it's it's very much a gay uh, thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, where where it really kind of like you're either down with this this thing or not in the scene where. So they they realize that they are actually twins, and and decide to impersonate one another by having different hairdos, um, which look That's shitty and fake, night. and and which people call out as shitty and fake, um, and and then I guess each one had been raised by one of their parents, their mother or their father, and so they they impersonate one another to go, uh, meet with the parents, and that's when Nathan Lane's character reveals. That he has in his in his posh New York apartment, his sewer boys, which are these horrible creatures that are made from puppets, uh, living in a cage, and he like chews up food and spits it into the puppets' mouths. And if you're not down with the movie when that happens, just turn it off. But because <laughs> um, it's just, it's just silly. I mean. So this is one that you had planned to see in theater and then did. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. This. So you knew about this beforehand. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of it until like four days ago. No, it's uh, it it's nuts. The 
the um, wait, the wait. mom. The musical called Dicks is nuts. Are you <laughs> yes. trying to be funny? Dicks the musical. <laughs> Get nuts. Get it? <laughs> Testicles. Oh, I mean, it's so much funnier I mean, the, when you the, explain it like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the brass balls of this script, fellas. It's just they got cojones. You know what I mean? To do this. Um. Dicks. Okay. Yeah. I. I don't know how to like convince anybody if they would be interested in this or not. I don't know. It's it was our kind of silly. Are, are the songs it's, hummable? Well, the so specifically the the song at the end, uh, Bo and Yang plays God throughout the musical, and at the at the end of the movie, the point they're making is that all love is love, and so the song chorus uh, is you know it's all, all love, love is love. Is love. To the point where they have like a sing along, follow the bouncing ball uh, for for the uh, chorus. So again, if you're if you're down with that, then that there you go. Dick's the musical. It's a thing you can watch. Interesting. <laughs> I am not I'm looking up now at all. Obviously, it it looks like it's directed by the guy that directed Borat and Bruno and the okay. Dictator. So all of there's the a, Sasha Baron Cohen shock stuff. Shock agenda. Then <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just silly. It's not even shock jack. It's just, it's just ri ridiculous. Like I would, I would liken it to some of the weird crap. It, it's, it's kind of got a Tim and Eric thing going on. It's kind of got like a dark backward thing going on. It's kind of got a, a nice girls don't explode thing going on. It's, it's goofy. Um, it's so it sounds the, like it's just it's just weird for the sake of being weird and if you want that then it's cool it's weird for the sake of uh of promoting you know promoting the gay agenda and and grooming your kids uh is, is what it's weird for the sake of it's it's called the gagenda sir get it right oh the gagenda agenda i i feel <laughs> yeah, like i've done it no no favors like, go watch the trailer you're if you like the trailer maybe watch it if you don't then stay away from it because you probably hate the movie yeah. i don't know did it change your I life did it change your life did it no. change your life Dude, okay what's that's good enough for me i'll watch it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i'm gay uh, now actually chris so it changed my life no um no that's so woke bro that's cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could yeah. give it such a mediocre ringing endorsement. <laughs> for all I, I didn't take there. enough notes to really sell it. I I admit, but you know, it, okay. What but do it you is want, man? I'm busy. I'm That's packing. I'm trying. I, by the time this episode airs, I'm on a boat in the Caribbean, not giving a shit about any of this. So, like, humble brag. I'm, I'm lucky humble I watched brag. anything. Humble brag. <laughs> I'm on a boat, yo. I can just see that now popping in. You're welcome. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. Thanks for giving me more work to do to edit the podcast before I go. Hey. <laughs>
My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for telling us about Dick's the musical. Ask for it. You by got name. it. Buddy. Did you watch? Did you watch anything else that floated your boat, or was that? No, that's all I got this week. Really, got? slow week for Brian. Good lord, it is. Okay. I'm busy. Okay. Uh, I. <sighs> Northern Exposure has finally come out on streaming. It had never been there before. And I had not seen it since the early 90s. Have we not so shit on that show in the past? Uh, I don't think so, because I have not, I literally have not seen it for 30 years. Hmm. So I've started watching it. Uh, and it just boggles my mind that that show ever existed in the first place. That and the fact that it's created by the guys that made Saint Elsewhere mm -hmm. also boggles my mind. Uh, but it's the fish out of water story, the New York uh, doctor who just graduated, but part of his financial aid terms, he has to go uh, be a doctor in Alaska. And then he gets sent out to the boonies uh, to a very eccentric small town. And then hilarity allegedly ensues. Yeah. I remember it being a lot better yeah. uh, than it actually is. <laughs> This is one of those trying to shows be the, that I didn't watch when it was as I remember I trying think. to be the accessible version of Twin Peaks. Exactly. That was basically as I'm watching it, that's my my thinking. I'm like, this is what mm. happens if like, you know, a populist director takes over Twin Peaks from David Lynch and decides to make it, you know, uh so it's, a rom -com. it's the SpongeBob SquarePants to uh Twin Peaks's Ren and Stimpy show. Is, <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair uh it's the citizen it's, kane of doc hollywood <laughs> <laughs> exactly wow that is a deep cut sir good god just trying to make brian's job editing harder yeah uh, honestly the only thing really notable for me from northern exposure is that it's where john corbett got his start uh who would later to go on do my big fat creek wedding that and the kid that plays Ed, who was like the the film nerd uh, kid, he's the son of uh, the guy that played Nitty in The Untouchables, and he looks just like him, but sounds nothing like him. It's just a weird. Mm. Oh, I didn't know thing that. When you know that, yeah. Well, he doesn't. Well, now that you name. say that, I totally see it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so that's kind of disconcerting because in the, the show, Ed's kind of just eyes. A, yeah, he's just a lovable goof. Uh, really laid back, et cetera, et cetera. Hello, uh, Dr. Fleischman. He had that Fleischmann. weird, yeah, that, that weird w w speech form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but well, you also watch this, this movie about Dr. Mengele played <laughs> by Gary yeah. Cooper, or we could watch this movie about Dr. Mengele. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, you've got the, the former astronaut, uh, who basically is the richest man in town who's trying to turn it into the, Riviera on the Alaskan Riviera or whatever. Uh, then you've got the guy that owns the diner who's 60 something and he's dating a woman who's like 19 or 20. It's just really, when you start looking at it, you're, you're kind of like, ew, what the fuck is going on? Uh, but when I talk to people younger than me uh, about this show they have no clue what i'm talking about and it's astonishing because you like brian said it was a very zeitgeisty big mm -hmm. to do show in the early 90s and it's like it just disappeared from our collective consciousness just zip uh and it, nobody remembers it now and so it's almost like it's yeah. just some random cult show at this point 
so I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm to the point of hate watching it yet. I've just barely gotten through the first season. Uh, but now the, uh, the O'Connell Fleischman, uh, sort of will they, won't they thing is definitely going to come to the fore. And I can't wait. It is, so, yeah. it is so bizarre though. Like what that was a very popular show in its time. And then it just went poof as soon as it was gone. Well, they kept, and, they kept moving it around and it dropped off basically. Well, yeah. also the final season, uh, I guess they couldn't re-sign the actors. And, uh, so they had to get like a new doctor to be the town doctor and they made it this couple they tried to basically redraw the show with all the support oh, that never ever works was, well yeah 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 and and yeah so it just it just didn't have like a very palatable send-off but it's just it's funny what is popular is rarely what remains popular the year blade runner came out uh uh it 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 bombed and the the number three movie that year was another Sean Young film called Young Doctors in Love, which nobody remembers. <laughs> yeah, no telling, no telling. Uh, yeah. But anyway, it's on Prime, and it's apparently the first time it's been on streaming for whatever reason. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. It's uh, or don't. I mean, shit. If you don't care, <laughs> don't bother. I don't know this how like it's going to take you fresh shit at this point. Through. Here's the thing, yeah. you can watch it or don't. Yeah. Well, that's kind well, of goes without saying, doesn't it? I mean, we're not gonna come yeah. to your doorstep with a shotgun and make you watch it. It's force like, you to watch, watch it. Watch it or don't shit. Well, I will say this <laughs> another thing that's on Prime right now is the one of the latest Richard Attenborough. Or not, is Richard Attenborough, he's the Jurassic Park guy, right? He's the actor. Yeah. This yeah. is the other one. David Attenborough. David Attenborough. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I always do that. Fuck, I'm dumb. Uh but his latest series from BBC is called Wild Isles, and he just does a nature program about the UK, uh, like solely focusing on the various things on the British Isles, and uh, and it's interesting, it's fun. But you you know you get his like hushed tones as he's describing the nature in front of you, and my wife and I realize it's like uh, he's gonna fucking Attenborough us, man. It's like here's a nice little like rocky shore penguin doing its thing but you know that fucking seal's gonna come in and just wipe its ass out and it's like you're just waiting for it now every single time <laughs> we're like we're gonna get attenborough and that's now our phrase for it because it's that's very the david life. attenborough version of a covid production i can't yeah. leave the british isles so i'm just going to show you what's like relatively backyard like <laughs> yeah but it's interesting <laughs> i mean it looks pretty they're wild like, isles you know, they're they're wild wild yeah, wild isles but uh but you get like the the rabbits and whatnot doing their thing on the on the fields and you know it's going to tie into the hawks that he's just been talking about that's going to have a meal it's like <laughs> oh he ate the cute little buddy it's like every single time i just got attenborough uh, <laughs> and it just yeah <laughs> i i i okay as an anniversary gift for a girl I was dating once, I, I got her with sight unseen, only having heard it was a really cute movie, March of the Penguins. Not a good <laughs> gift. Not a good gift at all. Those penguins got <sighs> fucked up. But yeah, it, yeah. It, it makes you think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's it's very trials of life, you know, where every episode ends up with like the whales just batting the seal back and forth. 
like a tennis ball. It's that kind of vibe. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but it's a good nature program. Wild Isles, check it out. Or don't. They could make it into care. a motivational poster <laughs> with the, the seal going, at least I don't work in a fucking office. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Anyway. Yeah. This has been, really been a slow death. week. Yeah. Been a slow week. Yeah. I Same can see my Eric. house from here. <laughs> okay. Eric, uh, I bring watched us this a while back. I don't think I got a chance to talk about it. Um, if I did, though, you'll tell me, and this will be very short. But season five of Fargo? Any, any? I still have. I don't know. If I haven't seen season, season one. Okay, I've season. Okay, it's show. an Fargo's an anthology series. Every season is a different story, and that they they close up after a season, which is great because it can't really get old. And it's, I mean, I I love this show. Uh, Noah Hawley is the showrunner and the primary writer, and he does fucking genius work. But this and everyone is so good, you can't pick a favorite. I feel. Uh, but this one is great because it's set in current times. They do a lot of time jumping. This takes place over, you know, in a lot of different decades, depending on where he wants to go. But this is now, and it's a a a sheriff in North Dakota who is chasing down his wife who ran away years ago. And this guy is sort of a right wing terrorist. Really, he's he's he, he's very MAGA, right? He's the, he's John, it's played by John Hamm and he's very manly piggish. I mean, he's just a perfect sort of brutal villain for these times. His escaped wife is Juno Temple, who is herself a fucking action star in this movie. She just beats the shit out of people very convincingly. And she has a new husband who has a wealthy family and Jennifer Jason Lee is, his, is her mother-in-law who doesn't like her. But when she escapes and she's on the run and the sheriff finds out where he is, you know, it, it, it the story unfolds from that. But the joy is really watching Jennifer Jason Lee uh, sort of fuck people up with her words. Uh, there's, there is some hmm. just great writing here. Some, some very great, uh, this is why MAGA is fucking stupid in this show. Uh, a lot of people criticized it for being the woke season of <clears throat> Fargo. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like to the belief that anytime anyone says woke, what they mean is it's not sufficiently sexist or racist enough. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it basically made me aware of how fucking disgusting I am in my attitudes yeah. towards women and minorities. That's right. so woke, man. Yeah. yeah, and at this point, I absolutely, I, I okay, I'm going to find the clip. This is the perfect summation of what this show is about here. You know, I've heard of you. You're one of those constitutional sheriffs. Yes, I am. Defender of freedom and protector of the common man against the tyranny of the state and all its wicked demands. Taxes. Oh, yeah. The social safety net. Well, I'd spit, but... Uh, Respect for the otherly abled. The whole multicultural panoply. Billy has two mothers, etc., etc. So, so, you, you want freedom with no responsibility. Well, son, there's only one person on earth who gets that, yeah. Hmm. The president. A baby. <laughs> 
You're fighting for your your right to be a baby. See, right? I mean, now you get it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do. Yeah, you're probably not. To... You'll have to watch the whole thing. It's on FX. Yeah. Totally worth your time. There is, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I can't. I can't say too much about it, except there's a whole thing in there uh, having to do with um, the nightmare before Christmas plays a big part in this movie. Huh. Okay. Yeah. How long are these seasons of Fargo? Like, are they like 10 episodes? episodes? 20? Yeah. 10 episodes. Okay. They're, they're, they're very contained. Um, And I recommend all of them to tell you the truth, particularly season two, uh, the one that takes place in the seventies. But yeah, it's just a fucking great show. And I think because it changes channels every season, it doesn't have a chance to get old. But this one is really It's good. like True Detective that way. Like, yeah, but True Detective really falls apart. I mean, a lot of the time. Even that second season, which I kind of liked, it was like... It, tonally, it was it was just completely different from the first one. And that bugged me. I don't know. Okay. So an anthology series that shifts tone, <laughs> you don't like. I, I, I don't, I don't like it when they, it's like when Metallica suddenly started having like orchestras and, and we're playing drums <laughs> with, with, with brushes. It's like, no, yeah. I hired Metallica for Metallica, please. You yeah. know, <laughs> when Metallica went, went all EDM, that was right. it. Nobody cared. Fargo yeah. holds to the basic concept of the movie which is you know good people you know falling into tragedy because of their own uh you know broken character traits you know they fuck themselves up and and they really reap the whirlwind is because of it it's it's that kind of show okay interesting so watch that yeah i i've i've made a couple of goes at the first season and for whatever reason i get waylaid Mm -hmm. and then i uh forget so i've tried to i've tried to watch it twice and i think i've gotten three or four episodes in uh and i like it but i just never continued so it's yeah it's it's on my list but not yeah the second the first season honestly i i i kind of had to push my wife on that one because of her distaste for billy bob thornton but it's like (laughs) if even if you even if you don't like that first season push on to the second one because they are yeah they have some connecting tissue like the second one okay in in the first season the 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 sheriff her father uh is a retired sheriff who runs a diner the second season is his story back when he was sheriff but you don't need to see the first season to understand the second season that's very john sales lone star yes yes okay yes it is <laughs> not I to get too deep too. on you there it's yeah. fucking great. Have you seen that too. one, Brian? Have you nope. seen Lone Star? Not at oh. all. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. It is so good. Zane is so in a- this county ain't sick of your <laughs> bullshit, Charlie <laughs> Wade. Yeah. <laughs> that movie. Uh I still remember when I I had an American history class, and for the final, we had to write an we he like showed us Lone Star, and then he basically said, tie this into American history for me. Like all of the beats from the <laughs> from the semester i was like that's fucking genius i am so in god bless you sir (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Yeah, unlike chris i i i don't have well i I don't know how to say unlike but i mean they say lone star i think texas and i think i'm avoiding that 
So, well, you know. yeah, but this is before, <laughs> you know, this was in the 90s before Texas became like super shit. Yeah. And yeah, it was this still is like, basically you know, the height of, says this you? Is actual Texas charm. If, if, you know, yeah. okay. Yeah. This is like a lone wolf McQuaid Texas yeah. charm. This is that kind of vibe. It's not, and the, uh, <laughs> and the first yeah. flashes that Matthew McConaughey might actually be a better actor than he was given credit for. Right. Exactly. You ever shoot a man and he was looking in you in the eye? That oh, I love that fucking movie. <laughs> anyway, we got off uh, on a tangent there. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Eric, anything other than Good Fargo show. this week? No, sir. No, then can you say it like you're in Fargo? No. <laughs> no, we gotta say it like we're in Fargo, eh? No. no. And then you have to say, well, okay then. Okay then. tip of the hat let's let's do this all right okay <laughs> what, give what's us our the, topic what this is, week yeah so, what the fuck are we talking about i like these topics where we don't have to do homework where we don't have to watch a movie in order to prepare for it <laughs> we just gotta do some thinking and yeah, but so, even when we have that you don't do the homework so it's not like it's different. i don't need to there is none yeah that's yeah. what i just said stupid yeah, but when we have okay. a movie when we have a movie you don't watch <laughs> the movie is what i'm saying anyway I, I do even if i okay. you know don't i do we're all um, guilty of it at one time or another but go ahead <laughs> no we're not no we're not <laughs> well that's true chris uh, will yeah, watch the so, movie and every movie from the 60s starring an ancillary actor in it and yeah but anyway yeah. which is why i can write an essay about lone star as it pertains to the american history landscape thank you uh, yes. all right so so the topic <laughs> is <laughs> the topic oh yeah that uh is yeah. uh so okay, I can't believe they didn't remake this already, or you know, basically making a pitch for why something that hasn't been remade can or should be. And so I, I was okay. Go ahead. I was just asking you one of the ground rules: Does this not include things like Star Wars, where it's just basically untouchable, right? Well, that was my I would thinking say, coming into it. I would say nothing that has like an army of sequels behind it. You know, that already has like a universe. It's like I can under because I can understand why they didn't remake Star Wars. It's it's a marketing right. juggernaut, you know. But like things that are well, that could be remade well, you know. Like what oh, right. if you were to pitch this and this came about for me because I saw a movie uh that I hadn't seen since childhood and is not very good. Uh that I remember being better and then realized no, it blows. Um, the way we were is a film with uh, Robert Redford say, don't, and Barbara Streisand. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying, don't sing the song. Oh don't no, sing the song. Okay, that's maybe the one no notable problem. thing about the movie is it had a, a a a theme song that was a big hit. But uh, yeah, it's it's this couple that they meet in in college and. They fall in love, but they have different, differing political views, and they they slowly are torn torn apart over the course of their lives, and so it's you know sort of heartbreaking what happens to them because they love each other, but they're just too different, and you know as happens when you grow up, uh, you know you life is sad and horrible. So I, I, I'm watching this. I'm like, God, you could kind of make a MAGA version of this. With two people who are in love, but they have 
the exact same sort of political leanings that are pulling them apart like we have now it's like it would make more sense now because then it was just communists mm -hmm. uh so, and, well i mean the way we were simply exists as a hit because of barbara streisand and robert redford so how would you put that kind of lightning into another bottle yeah i don't know about the casting necessarily i'm thinking more about how the novel was about you know that that strain of uh differing opinions but still actually being in love somehow today we can't let go of this 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 political nonsense it's like even if even if you're friends with somebody if they are pro-trump well then fuck them you know we are really at that that knife's edge of hating people for their opinions that's why i think this would work because that's exactly what it would be about i guess mm. um, yeah okay. i mean it's okay. relevant more relevant yeah. than maybe it was I, I see your point yeah the casting that could be you know fucking anyone i don't know any anyone who was on a cw show in the last five ten years could probably do it but i mean this sounds like uh something for it girl sydney sweeney oh or know. or or maybe I don't really know oh, who that is. lady gaga because then she could do the hit song again and gaga. uh lady gaga so she could make yeah she could do like a, a a mini career out of redoing old barbara streisand movies gee that would be yeah. amazing that would be exactly amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that that's why that yeah. came to mind of course okay yeah okay uh, uh well it's just funny when you brought that up because it's like because it's got you know a-list talent top to bottom sydney mm -hmm. pollock directed it but none of them enjoy it yeah that's that's another thing is the, another reason it could be remade the original is a failure and people remember remember it fondly but what they really remember is that goddamn song the <laughs> yeah. truth is it it was very hammy it had like little moments that worked in just a sea of bland um you're saying that people only have water misty watercolored memories of this movie <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> just made the show harder for you to edit there i okay? did i say. did <laughs> yeah but this one always uh like i always thought that that song came from the musical cats for the longest fucking time i get it conflated with memories for some reason i can see it. and it just and it just like every time i see the way we were that's immediately where i'm like oh god and then oh no it's not the one with the cats it's just yeah. the one with babs and and robert redford it's cool i always I always think of Catherine Martin's impression of uh, Barbara Streisand. Mem yeah, what was it? Yeah. yeah. Whippy whoppy whippy memories. You know, just just those that nonsense talk she does. Yeah. Uh I would say, I mean, it's I don't remember the last time I saw the way we were. So I don't remember it that well, other than I just mm -hmm. didn't enjoy the experience. But yeah. I remember at one point, uh there's a th there's a theater in Austin called the Paramount, and every summer they do classic movies uh, throughout the, the the season. And one of them they did was the way we were, and how they do they show the trailers 
leading up to it. So we were at something else uh, and saw the trailer for the way we work him up. And there's a scene where Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand are still flirty and she's trying to have him come up to her house for uh, a meal. And she's like, I got steaks and this and that. And she's like, I got pie. She's like, what kind of pie you like? And I lean over to my wife and I just go, muff. And she starts laughing in the theater because it's a dirty joke and we're like just hanging out. And that's forever now cemented. That's how I think of the way we were. It's like, <laughs> just I made a dumb joke and that's all I think of now. So, so I, I would love to see this remade. The, the challenge, I, the challenge I, I think with this as a remake is it feels more like one of those one of those stories where it's like you write a new original script with the same basic structure and it, I, I, like there's nothing to reboot here you could just give it any old title and yeah. you could maybe you know in you know story inspired by the story mm -hmm. of yeah. whatever but it's not necessarily like you're not bringing back the the way we were ip here right like yeah true you're you're I mean, adapting you, it for a different time, though. I mean, it is sure. it is a story, and <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that the estate of the guy who wrote the novel originally would you know sue your pants off if you tried to yeah. call it something else, but copied the complete structure. Yeah, yeah. but taking that idea, this uh, this segs into one that I had. But if you have other things to add for the way we were, feel free. Uh oh, only that. Um, yeah, uh, the 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 thing that that makes me think it would work is there's a scene in the end when they are years older and they see each other and they 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 try and like basically they try and talk civil, you know, and be nice about, you know, oh, hey, glad to hear you're doing great. Haven't seen you in a long time. And at one point they talk about, yeah, we'll have to meet up, you know, sometime for dinner. And Robert Redford just has this heartbreaking moment where he just says to her, I'm not going to meet up with you. And she says, I know. It's like, basically, they both admit that this hurts a lot. And I think that's what makes this, what it's made so the movie creepy. work is that, like, yeah, that moment mm. of reality, you know, that, that, yeah, love stories are kind of shit, but they, we still tell them for a reason, you know? Well, I like, like the fact that at one point when they were trying to make it that they, before they got Redford, because they had to really work on him to accept the part. Mm -hmm. uh, like at one point, I think Ryan O'Neill was discussed. And then that always makes me think that I <laughs> tend to get this one confused with love story exactly. as well. Yeah. Uh, which always makes me think of the scene at the end of What's Up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Ryan yeah. And <laughs> Barbara Streisand, where he says, love means you never have to say you're sorry. That is a stupid. Or she says that I've to him. Heard. He's like, "Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." Ryan O'Neill says, <laughs> "It's like that's the that's like the most insider baseball joke in the yeah. whole movie, but it works. It's really fun oh, in a movie <laughs> full of seeds that just made yeah. made me nearly piss myself. I think at that moment yeah. I let go. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Uh, but yeah, okay, it's a, it's that's, a weepy tearjerker, yeah. but an effective one." I mean, I'm sorry. It's an it's it's basically it, that's another thing. It's a love. It's a broken-hearted love story, but one where you can understand why. You know, it's like okay. that. It's not just we we fell apart because you know I I slept with my secretary. It's there's real reasons relationships fail, and okay. yeah. So I like it for that. Anyway, okay. what's yours? How many how many times <laughs> have you seen it? How many times have you seen it? I've seen it once in the last. 20 years but then it seemed like it was on tv all the time when i was a kid wow really made an impact apparently yeah 
Yeah. No, that's the weird the thing about we seeing were. something you haven't seen in a long time. You go, you, you watch it with new eyes and you remember, you know, why you liked it. Yeah. Well, jumping on that and Brian talking about taking something and updating it to the modern, uh, I thought it would be funny if someone did Kramer versus Kramer, but did it as like a same sex couple fighting for custody. And then you could make it all about, <laughs> you could have the, the, all of the, the nastiness of a divorce, but do it as like two lesbians or two homosexuals yeah. and you, kind of really you wanted just, equality. This is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but really just go for broke on woke. You know what I mean? That would just ruffle so many feathers, I think. Cause it's like, you can't show them as real people with real feelings. They're monsters. <laughs> That's sort of, I think the heartland. You would have to have, have like, that. you have to have like lawyers that are super bigoted to like, and just like, don't yeah. think either of them should get the kids. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that would be a, a funny twist on a classic movie that nobody remembers, even uh, though it won all oh. the Academy Awards. Right. Yeah, I don't remember uh, that film very well at all. I don't. I don't either, honestly. But I just thought, man, if you do a whole drama about divorce, but just do it as a same-sex couple, that would be the most twenty twenty-three ever. Mm. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I think I think that's got legs. I, uh, yeah those are stories I mean, you know that you don't you, see a lot you, of you gotta you gotta chase the zeitgeist man you gotta if so, you want to make it in this business i'll i'll use that as a as, as a segue to to sort of my meandering path to what i'm actually going to recommend because i'm i'm like at the prompt and i'm like first of all okay i need to not do things that have been rebooted right because mm. the whole premise is like I, yeah, they tough, haven't right? re remade it already, right? So, yeah. like, stuff like Thunderbirds is out because there was a Jonathan Frakes directed movie of Thunderbirds that didn't go anywhere. You know, it was a failed reboot, but they but yeah. they right. did try, right? And, so, and and I will jump in that I was going to do uh, Bo Jest until I remembered that uh, they did the last remake of Bo Jest in like 1977 really? <laughs> because it had did already they? been done. Yeah, and it was with uh, what's his name from uh, Young Frankenstein. Uh, Igor, Marty Feldman. Hmm. Oh, uh, and so, he thought he was doing the four feathers when he pitched it, which is another one that's had too many sequels. <laughs> but anyway, so, like we live in a world of exploited IP to the point of like, I'm racking my brain like, okay, what actually hasn't been remade and rebooted in a way that would work? And, and so I had a couple of, uh, just pure popcorn ones and I don't, I don't want to advocate for these. But I think that the that you take the sort of the Transformers movie technology and you make a Voltron movie like at that mm -hmm. at that scale, I think there's something yes. there. I mean, they tried the uh, Power Rangers movie, which is similar. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing is yeah. that Power Rangers is basically Voltron, right? So yeah, <laughs> but but I could I could see the whole like geek subculture losing their absolute shit over a, a actual live action Voltron movie. Yeah. Still monster misbehaving, planets needing saving, situations craving, I'll form the head. The enemy is clever. We're smaller, but whatever. When we put it together, I'll form the head. Y'all could do the treading. Swing energy machete. If combinations ready, I'll form the head. 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 I really could. So yeah. That's a good choice. And and then a, a worse choice, 
because there's there's no characters or story here that are worth a shit, but it's just a straight up Gen X nostalgia play is uh, a live action Battle of the Planets. Right. Ooh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was the, yeah, like, the first anime any of that us would... saw back in 1978 when we're jonesing for Star Wars. It was a rewritten gotcha man from Japan. Mm-hmm with the fiery Phoenix and all of the characters were bird based. Um, but yeah. And as again, that's, that's got the, the Voltron vibe cause they all come in their various, uh, vehicles right. to go to the Phoenix <laughs> ship. So they were all about like a component of some larger thing <laughs> as the team. I uh, loved that cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was would, like, that after would be an school interesting awesome. That would, right there. But like, not if someone like Michael Bay directed it though. That would be fucking oh. terrible. You need someone yeah. uh, who's got some pedigree that understands, uh, you know, the stylis- stylization and whatnot. Yeah, he's not going to bombast you to death. Yeah, but okay. Well, the thing is, also, uh, those are two solid choices. Speed Racer was actually a pretty good sort of redo yeah. of Speed Racer, but it also failed. So it's like, how do you do it so that anybody watches it? I, I guess it doesn't I fucking think, matter. I mean, as long as yeah. I think you know, correct. Speed Racer partially failed because it didn't. Li- the marketing was at odds with the movie because it was the follow up to the Matrix, and everybody's like, "Ooh, the Matrix!" And yeah. It's like, no, no, no. This is Speed Racer. It's it's yeah. not the Matrix. Well, and that's very much like like our last Dick topic, Tracy. Yeah. That's very much you know, exactly. Dick Tracy versus Batman. It's kind of that vibe. So yeah, yeah. And again, it's like you you have to you run the risk if you're doing a property that's so old that certain segments of the populace are not going to be as familiar yeah. with it now, even if it was a big super to do back in the day, you know? Well, actually I'm thinking, so, yeah, that's fine. The, the problem with speed racer was again, it was homage and it wasn't really telling you why you should like any of this. So in that way it was yeah. kind of failure, but I can see, you know, was it, was it battle like, of the planets? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one you just brought up. No, I guess not. I, I, I seem to remember it having some, but other I like name. Yeah, I like that you brought two uh, cartoons to the full brand because I swear to God, I thought you were going to say GoBots. No Transformers. No, 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 not GoBots. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to actually okay. take the assignment somewhat seriously. Like, what would I actually watch? But I mean, both of those are just right. pure, you know, big dumb popcorn movie material, right? That's just that's just your brainstorming material. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Where I actually landed, okay. and what I think would make a good series is you basically need to do. What Ronald D. Moore did for Battlestar Galactica, uh, which is to, mm-hmm. to sort of take the premise and some of the characters and then write your own damn thing with a lot more depth and complexity. And I I think they need to make a series of Logan's Run. Yeah, they did. They did? Back in the 70s. Yeah, and it failed miserably. Well, did, and they, it had, uh, did they take it seriously the way the Battlestar Galactica thing did, or were they just going for the cheese ball? It was just basically a reuse of the sets and costumes from the movie that had just come out. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't. Was, I, I'm just not really yeah. flat. I'm not. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm with you. I'm with do you. Do a two thousands Battlestar Galactica take on Logan's Run, which is that would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Which is also, you know, but what you should you do watch it? on uh, Apple Plus is Silo. Which is not unlike Logan's Run. It doesn't have the whole at thirty you kicked out of the you know the the, the place, mm-hmm. but it it does have the sort of 
post-apocalyptic we're living in a a bunker and we don't know what's outside thing that makes it yeah something special but it's not logan's run but i guess so i could see basically how how you know logan's run it totally work that way yeah but would you would you like uh adhere way more to the book source because the the movie sort of deviate slightly I, from I, that I didn't know there was a book so I couldn't possibly give I. you the comparison which would you do yeah. uh I would probably try to have my cake and eat it too and maybe just update the movie with more elements from the book uh that were a little bit darker What's I feel like you could that weren't in you, the movie? Uh, again Ronald Ronald D Moore for Battlestar Galactica didn't feel beholden to the source material and he went and followed his yeah. characters. Now, eventually, he also did some really stupid crap. I didn't like the way that series ended, but it was sort of the the thrill of not knowing what was going to happen or how it was going to play out. Well, yeah, but I think Battlestar Galactic probably suffered the same fate as like Lost and those types of things, where they had the really good start, but I don't think they really had much of an idea of where it was going to head. No, clearly, because so they got when they did the final five Cylons, they they shit the bed pretty hard. But um, yeah, so you know. But 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 what is. I'm saying is, I don't know that it matters. I think you take those ideas and you and you create compelling characters and you see where the characters take you. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. This and this is that's you know go, going back a show. That's my complaint on Dick Tracy. That's what he should have done there was to basically take the source sure. material and turn it into something new. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally buy. It. That's that's a Logan's run that way would be cool. Yeah. And intriguing. I think. I think. It might have Westworld vibes to it, right? Like, I think you can do sort of the future tech and and have it be kind of sexy and have it be mysterious and, and you know, I don't know. It feels like an HBO show to me, I guess is what I'm saying. Also, the I mean, original... It would have to be... A, the original always felt like sort of a... <clears throat> I don't know. Young people need to learn the value of old people or like that weird generational kind of fight, you know? But mm. there's a a practical reason to kill people when they turn thirty in a vault of limited resources. Sure. Yeah. So it's you know it is what it is. So who would you get to to make something like this? Because that's that was my first instinct when I approached this material. It was like how who would be involved and why would it be interesting? And oh, so geez. I'm thinking of the, like the whole production I, crew. I feel like I'm too old to to answer the question with any like competence. Like I'm hoping somebody with a young, fresh take on it, right? Because mm -hmm. you 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 want, especially for Logan's Run, you need the youth perspective, or it doesn't work. I yeah. Maybe it would. What would be nice would be to have some seasoned showrunner like a Ronald D. Moore working with a young up and comer, so you could. Per sort of have the old person perspective and the young person perspective clashing but i don't know how to yeah. do that well i mean one one of the differences between the book and the movie the book they do carousel when they're 21 instead of 30. so you're already doing uh, a younger mm -hmm. set <laughs> that could be an interesting take on you know sort of the death of a generation like you know, why like millennials get shit on all the time, that kind of thing. I mean, it, you could you could do like that weird subtext 
into things. You could so. you could do a full climate change spin on it, like they have to be in the in the citadel or whatever because the world has become uninhabitable because the older generations fucked it all up. Mm. Yeah. Well, in the book, Sanctuary is actually like in space. It's like near Mars or something. It's not actually out in the wilderness. So there's a whole other vibe with them getting there. So you, you got a lot of options. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm jazzed for all three of those suggestions, Brian. Make it happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> I can barely watch wanna, movies can, in between. You podcasts. can do like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. You could do a whole mashup. I I had another thought that I think would actually totally, it will totally work and it'll totally bomb, and I would totally love it. Redoing Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Your new your what's, your favorite, what's your hook? favorite sure. yeah, my favorite from childhood rediscovered, and you know now we're back together again. Okay, so uh, I, I always forget his name, but he's my one of my favorite horrible film filmmakers. He made 2012 and Moon, uh, Moon Moon Moonfall. Peter, the German guy, Emmerich. Yeah, Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. Okay, to make Space 1999. Okay, and I'm going to steal <laughs> a bit of Moonfall for this because in the original, awesome. there's a base on the moon. And they're storing nuclear waste on the side of the moon that explodes somehow and shifts the uh, moon out of its orbit around the earth and it goes flying through the universe, which is what the fuck are you talking about? So in this case, okay, there's going to be a base on the moon. They discover that the, the conspiracy theories that the moon is a constructed spaceship are real and the thing takes cheese. off yes and and so that's why they're flying through the universe because <laughs> the moon is a spacecraft and they're stuck to it it's cheese grommet yeah. and and then that's that sounds an awful lot like uh like voyager star trek voyager uh, not really does it except they're except they're on the moon, they're on they're on the moon. i'm lost <laughs> yeah Oh, I don't know. Based on my extremely thimbleful limited, <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> Star Trek. The, the, I guess Chris is just the one trying to make this week Star Trek reference. But yeah, yeah, stick to the professionals. Yeah. Good for you, sir. I like you pitching in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean. Honestly, I don't give a fuck either way. So I might as well try to have That's some fun okay. with it. You know? I know you got to play it off, but we know you're with us on the Star Trek thing. It's cool. We won't tell anybody. Am I though? Am I though? Yes, you are. Am I? Yeah, he's okay. closeted Trekkie. It's uh, fine. So let me ask you this, because uh, Eric, at some point in a recent conversation, brought up the Gus Van Zant Psycho remake, which was literally just a shot for shot, pointless exercise in boredom. Uh, like if you were going to bring back a movie to do shot for shot, what would you make? Because oh, it seems like there's a whole lot. No out one there should that ever do that with. ever. That's that's you know, if, if you are going to kill like. Kill yourself in the most painful way possible. How would you like? Why? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Plan Nine I from mean, outer space, because you could actually improve <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, Tim Burton almost kind of did that in Ed Wood, but yeah, a whole feature of that would be just astonishing. With like, like, like a really high-end cast. Can you imagine, like, oh, D'Onofrio doing the uh, detective? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was because because uh, one of the things that I gravitated to first when you brought this topic up, and it it'll have a caveat, uh, and I'll I'll explain that in a sec. But I went to 
uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. We don't get that kind of like star-studded, just crazy, uh, big cast like that anymore. Mm -hmm. They just don't do it because they don't have movie stars, really, I guess. Uh, But it would be hilarious to me if someone like Ryan Johnson got a hold of something like that and just did a modernized version of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World with just a litany of stars. Uh, Now, the reason this falls apart under Eric's rules is because they made a movie in like 2000 2001 called rat race which is just a ripoff of it's mm. a mad 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 world but it had a bunch of b-list actors yeah. i'm talking like do it but do it like the original where it's just oh my god they got them yeah. spencer tracy mickey rooney oh my god sid caesar what but also Ethel merman i mean it's but like, also all these stunt work has to be in camera it's like no, no, no digital yes, cheating. Yes. You have to actually do that crazy ass shit they did in that yeah. movie. Yeah, which is which is why I thought it would be funny if Ryan Johnson took a crack at it because he's obviously good at doing uh, actiony type set pieces mm-hmm. from from movies like Looper. And he gets the joke, uh, but he's also yeah, and he's also very good at picking the right cast to do these types of characters yeah. and so i think it would be hilarious oh, yes. that would work so that was sort of my that was my that was my immediate thing when eric pitched this i was like oh mm-hmm. yeah that is the movie that i want to see in my head it's like so um what's that one guy's name i can oh fuck it give me a second the the um oceans 11 guy uh soderberg soderberg, soderberg would would be like a choice but he's somebody who wouldn't get the joke i don't think no it, he wouldn't do it big and brash yeah. and just over the Quentin top. Tarantino's final why film. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a man, 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 man world by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Everybody's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I want to workshop the, the last idea I had. I want to see if you guys think that this is even worth attempting. And if so, I mean, I'm not sure it is. I'll, I'll, I'll preface by this by saying that. And, and Chris, you kind of went there last episode as well but can you in this day and age actually revive flash gordon and make it work ah they tried it on the sci-fi network what in the in the aughts oh did they that just fucking they did. terrible yeah uh so i think the problem with something like flash gordon is because of the movie the predilection is to go campy mm mm-hmm. mhm Whereas like the 30 serials that it's based on are not, those are just straight sci-fi action fun. And so it's just, it's a weird. I think, I think it's a John Carter Mars situation where no matter what you do, you're screwed because so many derivative works have come and gone that you seem derivative of exactly them. But also because like, like John Carter of Mars, we, you, you can't do the exact same scenario, you know, of, of Ming, you know, Ming's attack on earth because we know. Right. The science is bullshit the same right. way we know there's no one on mars it's like you'd almost have to rewrite the the how part everything and and yeah. and once you've done that there is no difference between that and you know yeah the last starfighter anything where you've got like a big evil bad guy who wants to destroy the earth right you would you yeah. would almost need there to be some new frontier that people were excited to explore and we were kind of kind of short on those ideas <laughs> yeah even even uh, Star Trek, going well, back to that, has the problem of always having an enormous bad guy with a world-killing agenda. And it's like, 
it's boring. It, that's yeah, that's why I don't even want to see Trek those movies fail now. It's that's yeah. not why we watch Star Trek. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna say Flash Gordon should not be brought back. Okay. Just just needed to or to put or it, it would require a Herculean effort of thinking to get it to work. Yeah. Well, the problem with doing something like that is that it's such a known sci-fi property, and we have stuff like Star Wars and Star Trek, etc. And I think people would just get tired. Mm. You know, they would they would expect way too much of it, and there's no way you could deliver on that expectation. Actually, now that I think of it, the uh, cartoon version of Flash Gordon was really a, a brilliant adapt. You know, relaunch of of mm, uh, Flash yeah, Gordon. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> so good good try yeah, it's run its course good try. okay <laughs> any others or are we are uh, we good uh i will bring up one because this the second one i thought of because i just watched it again recently because it's a movie i really adore uh it's by john frankenheimer mid early mid 60s with burt lancaster it's called the train and it basically centers on uh, the the end of World War II when the Nazis are basically looting all of the art treasures from France uh, and there's a colonel who, a Nazi colonel who's rounding up like Matisse and Picasso and Sorrow and blah blah blah. So it's all the masterworks to put him on a train to get him into Berlin uh, before the Allies take over Paris and Burt Lancaster plays the guy that runs the French rail yards and he's also working with the underground and so they devise this plan to steal back all the artwork from the Nazis. And then it becomes a sort of cat and mouse sort of thing. And it's really taut, but it's also black and white, early 60s. It's early Frankenheimer. So there's a lot of rough edges. I would love to see this one remade as just a straight up, just super taut thriller mm. from start to finish. That's got all of the intrigue of World War II, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think it would really be awesome, and you could get someone like Brad Pitt or whoever. You don't you don't have to cast anyone French because they didn't do it back yeah. then. But that's kind of where it falls apart for me. But it's such a it's such a fun story because it's literally just sticking it to the Nazis, and you know I love that. So, <laughs> uh, someone get on that one. Four I would four. I would like to remake the Big Red one, which you know I I love the original, but it is hampered by uh, budget. You know, it's like it has a huge scope and it it's tough to do the invasion of D-Day on a shoestring. If we could, you know, if we could yeah. get that whole cabal that makes a uh, band of brothers in the Pacific, you know, those people to to get on remaking the, the big red one, I think it'd be fucking fantastic. You could probably well, even do it as with a that, show. Though, is that, but that's that's a very personal film for Samuel Fuller. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't think, how would you separate from that? Because that's literally like his his World War II story. They make movies out of people's uh, autobiographies. It's basically the same thing. We're going to take the okay. the original In script. Interesting take. We'll okay. update it as necessary, you know, for production reasons. But we can still make it. Interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, okay. like the guy who, who, who um, made the last, shot the last Bergman script. You know, Ingmar, Ingmar, everything Ingmar Bergman is about Ingmar Bergman, but you can do it. Right. Yeah, you can be respectful. Or or Fellini. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's sort of middle brow. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, it would work. I mean, I like the Bergman one, but yeah, like you say, it's got 
certain yeah problems. when they when they land on For the sure. beach you kind of know <laughs> that that's there's yeah there's no yeah there's no scope or scale to it really it's weird yeah yeah but then you watch yeah. uh, uh uh saving private ryan and you go god i wish this was as good as the big red one but the production value is there <laughs> <laughs> it's no flash gordon but what do you want yeah uh so where do you where do you stand on because this is the last thing i thought of because uh, it's still so dumb to me. Uh, so in in the aughts, a British film came out called Death at a Funeral, a dark comedy. Oh, God. Which yeah. is hilarious. Okay, I know what you're going to do. And then like two years later, they remade it as an American film with an African-American cast. Yeah, like but the same Chris midget. Rock, Danny Glover. But it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's still, uh, what's his face? Uh, from Game of Thrones. Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage plays the same fucking character. But it was only like two years removed. Yeah. If that. it holds the record, I'm actually, like, as the shortest time between remakes. So, really? like, like, if you were going to do the right that, one like, in, whoa. didn't go shorter. No, that was that was a couple of years, okay. four or five years, I yeah. think. Uh, but that I mean, but it's just astonishing that it's literally the same movie. Yeah, it's like two years later, and they thought that was a good idea, yeah. and uh, I just it boggles my mind. It's not like they, they so did. If you were going to do something. It's not like they did the original in French or anything. You know, it's like the originals in English. Just watch that fucking movie. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> although, although Brian, you do have a point because I'm looking it up now. Let me in is in 2010, and that's a remake of the the good one that was done in 2008. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was yeah. pretty much that's a razor thin margin. So. Uh, so like, if you were going to do that, like, what would you do? <laughs> I know it's been, it's been sort of a, uh, a dearth of actual films in the last couple of years because of COVID and pandemic. But like, if you were going to pick one movie that you were going to me remake immediately, like, what would you do? And I'm going like to recast it right now. Yeah. You're just like, you're going to redo a movie like, uh, death by at a funeral or, let the right one in. It's like you just, it has just come out, and you're like, "Oh, I could do better." Oh, <laughs> you're gonna and you're gonna redo okay. it. The examples I've got in my head are are not more, uh, recent enough. <laughs> uh, well, what do you got? Well, in it, in the big sci-fi blockbuster territory, could you do it better? I would love to see them re retry either Jupiter Ascending or Valerian in the Shitty of a Thousand Shits. <laughs> Mm -hmm. i would so i would so take jupiter ascending <laughs> over the other mm -hmm. one uh to be i real. would i would read i would have redone uh v for vendetta like immediately okay yeah yeah because yeah. it's a movie about fascism where they not once use the word fascism it's like they the whole thing is basically how much does george w bush suck without having the balls to say what they're talking about <laughs> okay okay uh that's intriguing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think back to to literally anything uh, that has come out, but nothing has really struck me as that needs to be remade because it's all equally bland. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty quiet. Because <laughs> uh, the main and this and the main problem with the recent stuff is it's literally it's all sequels or remakes already. So it's mm -hmm. like, what do you do? Yeah. Well, and we're seeing it like uh, we're seeing it on television. Like there's the US version of ghosts, right? Like contemporaneous with the right. UK version. 
uh things like that which, happen. uh which is still which is still uh good i have to report it's just not as good no i i agree we've like, watched the whole thing but yeah yeah uh so they just always like the remakes there's always just there, there always seems to be something an ingredient missing you know what yeah. i mean it's like all these ideas that we've got they're great we, we're having fun like what if but i doubt any of them would be any good because you know some vital ingredient that made the first thing so special yeah. would just disappear completely i think that's the i pitfall. mean i wonder if maybe you know i missed the point here in that you remake something because there's more money in it not because you have a better idea to make a good movie i'm like well yeah that's why you get like <laughs> all those jurassic park sequels yeah. that don't need to be made uh, it's why you get 10 fast and furious movies because family is that is that how you say it Eric? Family. 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 <laughs> uh, all right but it's also i mean we're spinning our wheels pretty hard marvel, now <laughs> yeah but i will say that marvel pretty much has made a mint of just repurposing the same movie with different characters and i think that is the gold standard right yeah. now so do with that what you will so don't listen well, to i'm going to do with it because we're gonna talking at our ass. <laughs> instead tell us what you want to see uh by contacting us how brian uh we'll go to our website mm. maghuge.com m-a-g-h-u-g-e.com there's links to our x twitter whatever the fuck that's called there's the links for our instagram facebook or you can email us magnificently huge at gmail.com as always subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends on social media and uh stay connected because there's another episode coming real soon let's stop this recording before it gets worse <laughs>